What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Wednesday, January 6th. And hey, man, postseason fantasy football. Getting a lot of attention this year. I like it. I always felt like it's something that that had some legs to grow. And like I discussed on the podcast yesterday, there's all kinds of different formats to play in. But of course, I know that a lot of people like it, like to play in the traditional draft and hold format. So I'm going to break down. Yesterday, I broke down sort of the overall strategy for how you come up with rankings. Well, today, I'm actually going to break those rankings down for you. We'll go by position, set you up there on the show of course, before I get to that, I got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you got to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. Of course, you don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyNightFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. R-A-N-T. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Go check it out. It's definitely well worth your time to give it a, a, a quick look. So anyway, let's dive into it. The rankings by position here for postseason leagues. Now, if you if you really want like a sort of, I guess the 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 regular type setup, it's typically that you would have seven teams, two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wideouts, one or two tight ends. I went with two to make it really challenging, but one or two is fine either way. Then you'd have two flexes, two kickers, two defenses. So the idea here is that especially of the onesie positions, you're getting two of each. Uh, you know, so that everybody has two quarterbacks, everybody has two defenses, everybody has two kickers, so all the teams are covered, right? Anyway, uh, at quarterback, when it came down to projecting games, which I did yesterday on the show, Buffalo and the Saints come out uh, at the top of the list, but when you compare Josh Allen to Drew Brees, there's really no comparison. I'd much rather have Josh Allen, so if you really buy in on Buffalo making a three or a four game run in the playoffs, then Allen not only is the number one quarterback, but really the number one player potentially here in the draft because quarterbacks are so valuable. At two, I have Patrick Mahomes. The most he could play is three. Same with Aaron Rodgers at three, but both of them legit could play three games, and both of them are coming off of awesome seasons. Drew Brees at four, Brady at five. And I think, you know, if you're not going to grab one of the top four quarterbacks, Brady's kind of the guy I'm looking at here because you have to think the dark horses. You know, the dark horses, like, for example, would you say that the Bears are a dark horse? No, they're they're just not even in the mix. Unfortunately, sorry, Bears fans, but you know it's true. Uh, I would say the dark horse teams for me this year would be Tampa, Baltimore, outside of the top four that I just mentioned. Tampa, Baltimore, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Those are the teams with a shot. So you have two NFC teams, three AFC teams. It wouldn't shock me if any of them made it to the Super Bowl. I may be moderately surprised, but not shocked. So 
I honestly think depending on how your board falls, it may make more sense going with one of the dark horse quarterbacks than actually trying to get you're not going to get two of the top four very like it's unlikely unless somehow they slide and you're on the turn and I don't see that happen and I think that all four of those quarterbacks will get picked in the first round uh Allen Mahomes Rogers Breeze in some way shape or form so it is more possible certainly more doable to get two of the dark horse quarterbacks like you could legit wind up with Brady and Roethlisberger or Brady and Tannehill or uh, Lamar and Russ. I mean, that could work out second and third round. I don't know if Russ makes it to the third round, though. Uh, that's why I think it's probably more likely it's a Brady or Russ combination with Ben and Tannehill because I don't want two in the same conference because I really want to maximize my potential of getting both Super Bowl quarterbacks. Not likely that it's the Buccaneers and the Steelers, but n- not every year works out as it's supposed to. Or as it's seeded, let's let's say. So anyway, uh, Brady, Jackson, Russ, Big Ben, Tannehill. You could flip flop those, but I have the Steelers playing one point eight games and only one point five games for the the Titans. Then from there, the the quarterbacks that I really don't want to touch, but maybe one dark horse out of these guys. So I have it: Baker, Rivers, uh, Wolford slash Goff, whoever plays. Trubisky, and then Alex Smith. Now, I should also mention it's probably a good idea to do team quarterback as opposed to individual players. And the reason why I would say that is, like, say Breeze gets hurt, well, you would still have Taysom Hill. Like, if Breeze got hurt on the first play of the game, you'd still get the points for the Saints quarterback. I think that's a good idea for postseason leagues. So the one minor dark horse team would be the Colts. So Rivers, if you whiffed and and you know quarterbacks go too early, like Roethlisberger, Tannehill, and you needed an AFC guy, I might be looking at Rivers. I don't love Rivers, but if, honest to God, hey, if they win this weekend, the entire draft board is flipped on its head. Like, if you knew going in that Josh Allen wasn't going to win, then you certainly wouldn't take him first overall. Now, I do think they win, like I said yesterday on the show, but it completely flips the board over and and changes everything. Uh, moving over to running back. Now, I do have Alvin Kamara at one. I do think he plays this week. I'm not really worried there, but of course, we have to keep an eye on it. And you may be drafting before you get that information because you might be like me. I'm drafting on Friday night. I don't know if we'll have that information there. So you're going to have to roll the dice. The nice thing, though, is if you go quarterback early, you probably won't even have to think about Kamara because he'll he'll get picked in between your picks very likely. Like, say he's on the board, you decide to go quarterback, he'll be off the board very likely before your next pick, unless you're on the turn. And I don't see him getting out of the first round. I really don't. Aaron Jones, who? Aaron Jones at two. It's really close between him and Derrick Henry. And the only reason I'm not higher on Henry is I don't think they win. However, that's another one where if Tennessee wins, we saw it last year, Tennessee won and they completely flipped the draft board over on its head. And a lot of folks who who ended up drafting, you know, Ravens heavy were done. They were complete toast last year. So just keep that in mind. Uh, then I have Chris Carson, Ronald Jones, who Ronald Jones, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is not a lock to play next week, but I would think that he'll be back. Nick Chubb, I uh, have the Buffalo backs back to back here. Uh, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, vice versa. It's actually Zach Moss then Devin Singletary. 
because of how many games are projected to play. Then I have J.K. Dobbins, then Jonathan Taylor. I'd love to be higher on Jonathan Taylor, but like I said, I really don't have them playing a lot of games. So if they won, of course, Jonathan Taylor is going to be incredibly valuable. Like if they if they somehow manage to like say they get three games played, whoa, you would get some crazy value on him. But I just don't see it. Uh, then I have James Conner, Lat Murray. Then we start to get sort of into the backups and a onesie back. And this one was a tough one to rank. So some of the backups, Jamal Williams, Leonard Fournette. But here's the onesie back that was really tough for me to rank, David Montgomery. Now, again, he's another guy I'd love to be higher on, but I, I just can't see a scenario where the Bears win. Like, there's a lot of games that... I might say, like, you know, you play it 100 times, the team I have win and wins 55 out of the 100. You know, it's it's that close. I think you play the Bears-Saints 100 times and the Saints win, like, 75 or 80 times. It's I, I really don't see a lot of scenarios there, plus the fact that the Saints are so good against the run that it really gives me pause about drafting David Montgomery. I have Antonio Gibson after that. Similar scenario for Gibson. Tough run defense, banged up really going to have a tough, tough, tough go here against Tampa. Cam Akers at 18, don't love the committee situation, don't love if John Wolford's under center. Gus Edwards, Lev Bell, Kareem Hunt, J.D. McKissick. That gets you up through 22 players, 22, uh, I'm around about 80 overall at that point. You could fill in the gaps with some of these deeper names like Daryl Williams or A.J. Dillon, teams that you think are going to go far if you have like late-round room on your roster. Now, my preference typically, though, is to... This year, I want to fill in my skill guys, preferably relatively early, although I don't want to wait too long at kicker and defense, but I don't want to be the first person to draft either of those as well. And what I often find is, you know, early rounds, first three or four rounds, I'm really just taking what the draft board gives me. I'm not going in saying I have to draft all the Chiefs. Like, I'm not going to do that because I th- I've i done that in the past. Never liked my rosters when I just lock into teams early. And a lot of times you can lock into a team early and get blocked from that team. And now your whole strategy is out the window. You have, you, what the heck do you do? So instead, I like to take what the board gives me in the first couple rounds and then as I get to like round four, once the board starts to thin out and you start to see um, patterns develop with your other teams in the league, you know the other drafters, then I identify the most likely path for me. So, for example, I'm in the uh, FTN. Uh, we're doing a league for Brad Evans' Sirius XM show, and I took Tom Brady in the second round. Now, the way that the draft sort of has worked out, it it, it got me into like a. Tampa stack where now it looks like I'm going to try and get some pieces of Tampa. Now, I didn't get the entire passing game by any means, but uh, did get a piece of that stack in the passing game. Um, I Ronald Jones already went, but, you know, I, I am going to consider getting Leonard Fournette. He's still on the board as I'm recording this, right? That's how you have to sort of let it unfold because the draft sort of dictated that by me taking Brady. I didn't take a quarterback in the first round. I was the second overall pick. I took Devontae Adams. So, you remember too, sometimes, hey, yeah, stacking up and, and nailing the perfect stacks for the Super Bowl will absolutely win you all the money. But I have had win, you know, wins in the postseason where I've, I've really loaded up on some guys who play three games. Like, legit, we could be in a scenario where Tampa plays 
three games or two, you know, plays two games, you load up on points from them. Uh, you get three games out of Devontae Adams. I mean, there's all kinds of different approaches here that can net you a ton of points. So don't just necessarily lock into, uh, you know, into two, uh, two teams or whatever, you know, one AFC, one NFC team. Moving over to wide out, Devontae Adams is my top guy there. I would pick him as early as the second overall. In fact, I did. Then I have Stephon Diggs. I think he could be a first-round guy very easily. Same with Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's it's really debatable as to whether or not you would put Diggs or Hill ahead of each other. Now, the only reason why Diggs is ahead of Hill for me is because given the percentage chances here, I do have the Bills at, at 2.7 games as opposed to 2.3 games for KC. And really that boils down to simply the fact that uh, the max KC could play is three, whereas the max the Bills could play is four. Uh, Michael Thomas at four, it looks like he will he will be back in practice today and he should be good to go. He's going to get overlooked, I really think, and he's going to be in a value. I then have DK Metcalf, uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Metcalf is going to face Jalen Ramsey, but he should get you two games. I have Evans pretty high. Now, it's being called a hyperextension. And honestly, if you were to tell me right now, you say Mike Evans is absolutely 100% playing, i probably put him ahead of even Michael Thomas because I do think that's a dark horse team. And you say pound for pound, who would I want? Like if I just, you know, you could have your pick of any receiving option for the Bucks. I say it's Mike Evans, but that's a fully healthy Mike Evans. So it's a little dicey, but I am still optimistic. Uh, I have John Brown at eight because they, they, again, projected to play so many games. Tyler Lockett. Now I do have Cole Beasley at 10, but I will adjust this if it doesn't look like Beasley's going to play this week. He's, his status is very much up in the air. And a big part of this ranking is the fact that he could, again, get you three or four games. Manny Sanders at 11, another guy who could get you a bunch of games. Deontay Johnson, I don't think he gets you three games, but he could certainly, you know, very likely going to get you two, and he could have 20, 25, 30 targets in those two games with the way that Ben peppers him. A.J. Brown, have him as more of a onesie guy, but I do love him this week. Really do love him in that matchup. Uh, you know, I, I just think that, the way that he matches up against that secondary is key. Because that's a good secondary, but the way he matches up. I'll talk more about that tomorrow. Antonio Brown at 14, a little bit lower on him, but that's pending the Mike Evans thing. Because, I, you know, honestly, we get an indication that Mike Evans is trending towards not playing. Then Antonio Brown is way up there at, like, in the top 10. Juju at 15. Marquise Brown at 16. He may end up being a half of value. I think he is getting widely overlooked. Gabe Davis at 17 because of the games played. Chase Claypool, Bob Woods, Corey Davis, Allen Robinson at 21. The problem I have with Robinson, again, is I don't I don't see him playing more than one game, but the nice thing is like compare him to somebody like Alan Lazard, who I think plays plenty of games. You know, two or three games. Two or three games for Sammy Watkins, right? I think Allen Robinson still outscores them, even if he just plays one game. So that's the other careful balance. McCole Hardman, he's another one. I think Allen Robinson outscores him, even if he just plays one game. Uh, so anyway, uh, Robinson, I have Lazard after him. I have Jarvis, Sammy, Terry McLaurin, another onesie guy. Cooper Cup, probably a onesie guy. McCole Hardman, T.Y., 
Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and then Hollywood Higgins. Some deeper names to keep an eye on too. Isaiah McKenzie is an interesting deeper name. Trey Quan is an interesting deeper name. Scotty Miller is an interesting deeper name as well. Uh, and if you do happen to think like the Colts, the dark horse idea, you could be looking at somebody like Michael Pittman there uh, as a deeper name. And and you probably, you know, you'd get T.Y. Hilton super cheap, obviously. Moving over to, uh, and by the way, all these rankings are up over at ftnfantasy.com. I have the overall rankings for you in my free article. And then I have sta- um, non-PPR, half-point PPR, and PPR rankings for this week as well. So just the wild card round. I'll talk a little bit about that on the show tomorrow. Uh, tight end is tough this year because you really have two clear top options and then a whole lot of nothing from there. You have Travis Kelsey is obviously locked in. Like if you have to start a tight end, he's a first round pick. If you have to start two tight ends, especially, he's definitely a first round pick. Then I have Mark Andrews, who's probably more of a second or third round pick. But then after that, I think if you don't get Kelsey or Andrews, you could legit punt. And, and I mean, like, legit punt. Like, you could even take one of these onesie guys. So here's how I have the rankings. Let me run through. I'll run through it quickly to get you to, let's see. i get you down to 14. All right, ready? Tunyon, Cook, Gronk, Dawson Knox, Ebron, Logan Thomas, Janu, Austin Hooper, Tyler Higby, Brate, Hollister, Graham. That gets you all the way down to 14. So Graham's a onesie, uh, very likely. Logan Thomas is a onesie. You know, if you don't get Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, I could legit see if you have to grab two of them, getting like two onesie guys and you just hope for touchdowns. Because honestly, yes, the two teams that have Kelsey and Andrews are going to be just fine. But I don't know if that's enough of an advantage that, oh, they're just going to run through this league. I really don't think so. So if there's a position I'm willing to punt at, it is definitely tight end. Though I will say in that draft, I did get Mark Andrews in the fourth round. So I took him. Uh, I will take him in the fourth round because it was just too good of a value to pass up at that point. However, I have no intention of drafting a tight end until the very, it might be the last pick of the draft for me. I'll take whoever is left, honestly. Uh, because in this one, we do have flex spots, but I highly doubt people will be flexing tight ends because it's not a tight end premium setup. For kicker and defense, you really just want to you know, lean on the teams who are most likely to play the most games. So I have it Saints, Bills, Chiefs, Bucks, Steelers, Ravens, Seahawks, Packers. Packers defense isn't particularly good despite the amount of games that I have them playing. Rams, Colts, Browns, football team, Titans, Bears to round it out. Um Honestly, I'd like to stack with my quarterbacks if I can, or whatever whatever team stacks I have going. Um, you know, so if I have, for example, I have Tampa, I'd probably be looking to get a, the Tampa defense. Same thing with the, the kicker, uh, Bass, Lutz, Butker, Suckup, Myers, Crosby, Tucker, Boswell, Rodzilla, Gay, Parkey, Sloman. I don't think Goskowski will be back, but that could. That could be Goskowski. You take the team kicker as well to avoid that problem. Dustin Hopkins, Cairo, Santos. So, you know, again, if I have Tampa, then I'm looking at suck up. If I have, if I ended up getting on like the Seattle train, then yeah, I'm probably going to get Jason Myers. If I'm on the Baltimore train, then Justin Tucker is my guy. You know, that's basically how it works right there. So that's the key, man. That's the key. Of course, get these rankings over at FTNFantasy.com. They are free right now, so you can check that out. Uh, along with the strategy, and and really, it's a fun 
exercise, no doubt about it, to do these drafts. It's unlike what you do in the regular season. It's definitely well worth your time. So highly suggest, even if you throw one together really quickly here after listening to this podcast, do it, man. You can use myfantasyleague.com, set up an online draft. You don't even have to meet up. Get get your friends on Zoom so you can break balls during the thing. It's cool, man. It's cool. There you go. Enjoy. Appreciate everybody still reviewing the podcast. If you haven't already, man, I really appreciate your help here. All you have to do is, if you have an iPhone, open up the Apple Podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, scroll to the bottom, uh, and click the stars. And that's it, man. That's it. You can also look up on the web how to do it if you don't have an iPhone. I have an iPhone, so I don't really know how to do it any other way, all right? (laughs) That's what I got. Appreciate everybody following along on social media as well. I'm at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. And use that hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Tomorrow we'll break down this weekend. Wild card action coming at you. All right? Breaking it all down. All six games. I love that there's six. Thank you, NFL. Love that there's six. All right, that's coming tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. 